0: This is Haunted America Radio, with your host, Al Shepard. And now, Haunted America Radio.
1: Before we get to this episode's great interview, here's another short story from Michael Gore, We're going to finish up with the conclusion of likes.
0: Slipping off her shirt, she adjusted the comforter to ensure just enough cleavage showed, then put on a pouty face and snapped a pic. She looked like a damned vixen. She posted it along with, just couldn't sleep tonight, anyone else? And instantly started to get likes and more hearts than normal, but also some weird comments. Stunning. "'Love the antler's shadow. Is that a filter? I love that effect.' She had to look carefully, but sure enough, there was a subtle outline of antlers above her head. It was odd, but it must have been just the logo reflecting the light with the flash. That weekend, Candace and the family went to their cabin for some quality time. Of course, she posted every few minutes— and spent at times over 30 minutes getting the picture just right to post. Everyone loved the pics and kept commenting on how amazing of a family they had, that they were so lucky and looked so happy. The comments made Candace ecstatic, even if it was far from the truth. On Sunday, she had to bribe Gunner with ice cream to put down his damn tablet for a picture, and Sam got matter and matter that she would not put down the damn phone. Can't we do anything without you having to post it? When are you going to realize that actually enjoying this shit is more important than your friends' comments? Sam screamed at her more than once in a variety of ways. They fought more that weekend than they ever had. But it didn't matter. She had her likes. On the drive home, Candace announced she was going to turn the guest bedroom into a mini-studio, to try to become a professional influencer. Sam didn't respond. A month later, her followers had gone from 400 to 4,000, and her likes hit an average of 10,000 a day. Candace truly couldn't believe she'd become a social media influencer. But then, all of a sudden, the likes started to slow down. From 10,000 to 1,000, back to 100 a day, all in the course of a week. Her plans were disintegrating right in front of her eyes. The pics still looked amazing. So what is it? What's going on? Was the phone broken? Before the last thought even finished, she had the keys and was racing to the phone store. Candace was halfway there when she realized Gunner was home alone. For a split second, she thought of rushing home. But she knew this was more important. Besides, he wouldn't even notice she was gone. He was on his tablet. As long as the battery didn't die, she would be fine. Pushing away through the line, Candace didn't sign in or even wait a second. She walked right to the counter, to the same good looking man, only he looked like he had gotten thin, really thin. It was like he lost all of his muscle that was piled upon him before. His skin was even a bit lighter, as if he were sick. Seeing her, he smiled a weak smile and asked the old lady who was at his station to give him a moment. Let me guess, not working as well, right? Candace was in a fluster. Her head bobbed like a pigeon's on crack. Fighting back the tears, she eked out a simple yes. The man nodded looked at the back of his hand, a bundle of bones wrapped up in dried tissue paper. What the hell? Candace ignored the sight and waited for an answer. After a large sigh, the man simply said, You're not giving enough. Candace heard the words, opened her mouth, then shut it and spoke. You, you mean, I need to do more? The man nodded slowly. There were a thousand questions running through her head, but she understood and left. At home, it took 20 minutes to find Gunner. He was hiding in the master bedroom closet behind a stack of shoes when she discovered him. He was crying and had wet himself. Candace didn't ask why he was there and simply told him to go wash his face and get changed and use some of Dad's red eye drops because they had work to do. Five minutes later, Candace was dressed in her best dress, a shiny red miniskirt made of silk that she bought for their last cruise. She looked killer in it. After dragging Gunner into the new studio, she started snapping pictures, smiling, being silly, jumping in the air, pouring bottles out, dropping things in slow motion, fast motion, different outfits, different lighting, shot after shot after shot, post after post. Photo time with my Gunner. Let's take some photos. Silly faces. We are such dorks. Every picture was captioned with a different quote. In less than an hour, she had over a hundred posts. She was posting so fast, she didn't even have time to check to see how many likes she got. Gunner, thankfully, was too scared to complain or not obey to her constant demands. At the start of the second hour, Gunner did something he didn't do too much. He spoke. "'Mom, I'm tired. Can we stop, please?' There was a hitch in his breath, and he was fighting back tears. Candace paused for a second, looked at her phone, and found she had to stop herself from throwing it. She had only acquired a thousand likes in the past hour. No, wipe your face and put some glasses on. You look like shit. We will never get the likes with you looking like that. When he broke down crying, she was done with him. Without thinking, she grabbed a prop bottle of champagne and smacked him upside the head he dropped to the ground like a duffel bag being thrown off a train. At least he couldn't complain now. The little shit was heavier than she thought, yet she got him up into a chair and balanced some glasses on him. But he wasn't smiling. It took some work, but using an old metal coat hanger and some tin snips she found in the garage, she was able to make hooks that went around the corners of his cheeks and around the back of his head. When she pulled... It made him smile broader than she could have ever hoped. She pulled on the wire and made him smile big as they snapped some pics. They looked great. You could see the wires a bit, though. She could probably Photoshop them. But she just didn't have the time. She had to get another post up. She posted the first set with the hashtag, MyDummy. People would think he was dressed as a ventriloquist dummy. It was perfect. A few seconds later, the likes started to jump up, especially for that picture. So she pulled on the wire and took even more. More posts, more likes. Posing for another picture, this time with her wearing Sam's dress shirt to make her look like a classic ventriloquist, Candace pulled the wire a bit too hard. The metal ripped right through Gunner's soft cheeks, splitting both sides wide open like a sadistic child version of the Joker, only without makeup. When the wires pulled back suddenly, Candace fell and kicked over the tripod. As she got up, she saw the blood pouring everywhere. Just as Gunnar's eyes shot open, he started to scream. She watched in horror as her son's tongue slid between the massive gap on the right side of his mouth that showcased all of his baby teeth and new molars. The blood-covered tongue looked like some alien worm searching on a foreign surface. Not knowing what to do, She fumbled on the ground, found the champagne bottle, and hit him again. Gunner wobbled like a cartoon cat, about to faint, then dropped again. Belly breaths. Candace picked up the tripod, the phone still attached, found that there was a bit of blood on the antlers. After wiping it off, she noticed three letters of the D.I. that were not there before. W.I.N. These confused her but there were more pressing issues. Turning the phone around, her heart slammed when seeing that the screen was flashing one little word, LIVE. Somehow during the scuffle, the live feed button was hit, streaming live. The little thumbs and hearts floated across the screen, one after another. There had to be thousands. Turning the camera around, she smiled and started to talk to her fans, It was like a switch had flickered on. She reached down, dipped two fingers into the blood pooling around Gunner, and then wiped a streak down her own cheek like a teardrop before making a pouty look. More comments. There were so many. They loved her, truly, truly loved her. One word repeated, more. They wanted and needed more. Just as she was about to reach down and get more blood, The garage door started to rumble. She turned back to the screen and smiled. Well, my dears, she said to the adoring audience, you are in for a treat. We have a special guest coming on our show tonight. What shall I do with him? Knowing it would make for some killer footage and rack up tens of millions of views on YouTube, Candace rolled Sam's head down the stairs after the police busted through the door. She knew the body cams would film everything and eventually would make its way online. She had become a legend. When seven SWAT team members saw the teeth marks all over Sam's face, they all aimed their guns at her and screamed for her not to move. Knowing eventually someone, Brittany most likely, that envious bitch, would call the police during the live feed, she had gotten changed for the finale. When Candace showed up at the top of the staircase with her freshly done hair covered in silver sparkles, wearing the black dress with a one-shoulder strap, her bare skin shining with more sparkles, she looked, in a word, marvelous. Placing her right hand gently on the banister, she took a step down, ignoring the officer's commands to stop, and spoke, "'You know how many likes this is going to get, boys?'
1: Be sure to listen to our next episode for another great story from writer Michael Gore. So as I was progressing through my spiritual journey, I ran across a subject uh, called Tantra. And as I read a little more about it, uh, I discovered there was three different kinds, uh, three different, I don't know what you call it, offshoots, I guess, of this. There is Tantra, Neo-Tantra, and sacred sexuality. And the more I read, the more confused I got. So I turned to one of our past guests, uh, Sarah Strong, and she uh, helped me out by tuning into her spirit guides and helping to define exactly the difference between these three things. So I hope you really enjoy this interview. So I just wanted to have you back because I had a few questions as I was stumbling through my... My journey here and my research and I was getting really confused because every website I went to basically had another answer so um, so basically I I figured I would come to you because you you listed uh, sexuality as one of your things so um, basically I'm trying to figure out the difference between tantra neo-tantra and sacred sexuality So um, I found this one website that defines classical Tantra as the spiritual tradition that originated uh, between the 5th and 12th centuries and its various yogic practices uh, and beliefs aimed at elevating consciousness, exploring the nature of reality, and achieving spiritual liberation. And then it says Neo-Tantra was a movement created in the early 1900s Uh, focusing on some of the Eastern traditions and and the ways in which erotic energy could be cultivated and controlled through sacred sexuality practices. So then that led me to looking Mm -hmm. up sacred sexuality, um, which basically this website here says how to invoke God into your lovemaking. So um, the the more I kept looking around, I'm trying to figure out is Tantra to do with sex or isn't it, is it not or whatever? So maybe you can break down the, the three different things here and make mm-hmm. some sense out of it for us. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm just going to write those down.
1: Yeah. Tantra sex or Tantra neo Tantra sacred, sacred sexuality. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
2: so yeah. Beautiful. So the, the tantra aspect that i have access to the tan- the tantric way traditionally they say that you can you can only do it with somebody else like that's something that you share actually every single body holds the tantric energy yes you can share it and yes you can cultivate it in your own body inside yourself so that being said, of course, when you have another person there that you create this infinity symbol of energy between you. So tantric sex is a sharing. Generally it's, it's done with like in, in India, they did it without touching. So you're just sharing energy. Is this an energy exchange? And I know that there's some tantra has been done with touching and also- like there's all sorts of different they're showing me multitudes of different uh thousands and thousands of different ways to do it, so in this like paradigm that we're currently in really there is let me just tune in with this energy they're saying to tune in with your own person and Partner, if you're going to do with their partner, and you you get into a meditative state, you feel the energy of it it really comes from your Kundalini energy, and you can play with that the same way you play in yoga or dancing or singing or anything that has an expression of emotion. you can play start to play with that energy. And th- that is very similar to sacred sexuality. It's all about two conscious beings deciding that they would li- like the energy. So, say this is the root chakra, and then you've got all the so the root chakra. For for the listeners out there who can't see my hand, I'm holding my hand up. The root chakra is at the base of my palm, and then all the other chakras are going up to the top of my middle finger. So these two beings decide that so in traditional sex there's a lot of root chakra connection that is base chakra connection right and for,
1: the, for the listeners the root chakra is basically in the groin area area yeah yeah it's
2: yeah. it's where the genitalia is in the physical body so the root chakra is connected to the sex organs and then in traditional sex that is the, the main chakra that is being stimulated by the energy so when you are tuning in with somebody in a conscious way wanting to move into really all of these things are the same and they really are sacred sexuality neo tantra tantra the original tantra if you want to talk about the very 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 traditional tantric practices they will be very very different to how someone's engaged in sacred sexuality the energy exchange is the same. It's, oh, actually, it's not even the same. I can't even say that because between two different people, the energy exchange will be completely different than with another two different people. So for argument's sake, it is a very similar energy exchange between the three. And, and we will get into the nuances of how they, how they differ because traditional Tantra, you won't be touching. And it's just going to be a dance of energy. Neo tantra. I do believe that there is some touching, and you're moving with each other's bodies. And there is that. The main purpose of this is is around not. There's no climax. There is playing with the energy within each body. So coming back to two physical bodies together. Traditional sex. You've got the the root chakra, which is the base of the you know the Genitalia, genitalia being stimulated, and usually there's a climax. Well, hopefully there's a climax for both parties. So, moving forward to having two conscious beings come together, they choose to connect. You can, if they're connecting physically, maybe we're calling that sacred sexuality when you when you're having the physical touch you're choosing to allow the energy to move up through the energy centers in the body to then connect into the upper upper chakras, which is the throat into the forehead and the top of the, the head, which is the crown chakra. That's called the throat, the third eye, and the crown chakras. They are playing with the energy coming up rather than it just being dispersed through orgasm or ejaculation and and they're showing this symbol which is like the the caduceus the snake kind of coming up and then the meeting so if you have you ever have you seen any symbology around this
1: no i've just started getting into it and i was getting so confused i figured I immediately thought of you and said, I got to get with you and figure this out because I'm just going to get more confused. So did you uh, get
2: more confused already? (laughs) uh, Yeah.
1: pretty. No, no. Um, The first question I've got though, is you're, you're, you're talking about um, uh, your feelings and bringing them up through the different chakras. Now, are you focused on your own chakras and bringing those up through, or are you focused on the person that you're sitting across from and trying to to, I guess, subconsciously or whatever, manipulate their energy up through their chakras.
2: That's a very so you good You understand
1: question. what I'm saying?
2: Yes. So the, the, the basis of any conscious connection is it starts with self. It's connecting with self and understanding that the, the, the start point here is getting into a meditative state together. Now, you there's many ways to do that. You could do either closed eyes, holding hands, uh, tuning in, I I'm, but when I clear energy, you know that, uh, Alan, but just for your listeners, you may edit here, this out, I'll but cl- I don't I'll know. I'll clear
1: some too, there, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice, awesome. So, sitting with your partner in meditation there's certain postures like right now they have me with my the guides and when i say they i mean the guides have me with my palms facing up in receiving mode and then that may be the women's posture and then the men's posture might be hands on top of the hand in giving posture and you could switch those around focusing first on the colors of the chakras is red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet, which is the same, correlates with the rainbow colours. And there could be you could have pre-recorded a meditation that that goes through all the chakra points. You may have a guide there who's talking you through this meditation practice, or a tantric master who is also facilitating the energy. So if you have someone facilitating the energy. They are they are holding space for this kind of practice to take place, and in order for that flow to keep on happening, maybe that they will check in with you. They will ask you how you're feeling. It just depends on what the setup is. So with connecting first with your own centers, you're sitting in meditation, going deep, connecting with your own energy, and then what they're showing is how how the energy connects. When you connect in with each other's, it begins, the connection begins with the root chakra, like like that, and then it curls up like that together. And so there's a third energy structure, which is the combining of the two energies that come together, and then they start to weave with each other upwards between two people until the energy is connecting them to the divine expression of their being which is the cr- from the crown chakra upwards and that then there's a this word word called samadhi in in sanskrit is ultimate bliss don't quote me on the exact meaning maybe you could uh, look that up but samadhi is when you go into ultimate bliss state. And that is really what these practices are, were traditionally and historically created to to do and have, obviously, deep connection with your partner. Does that help to answer your question?
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to think if I'm the person that's going to try this for the first time and, okay, I can I can clear my mind. I can meditate, you know, meditate, and clear my mind, get everything pushed out of the way. But then then what am i focusing on am i thinking about the person i'm sitting across from or am i thinking about myself (laughs) or yeah yeah see that's where this whole thing confuses me so is this if especially the part if you're not touching what exactly are you thinking about where is your mind is this um i don't even know how to describe what i'm trying to ask um is it both people um uh, thinking about themselves is it a for lack of a better word a spiritual co-masturbation session or are are you thinking about the other person and they're thinking about you or how does how would you even go about beginning a session like this you know once you've got meditated and once you're I'm assuming that they don't have any masters or anybody there telling them what to do. So if it's just, okay. two, if it's just two listeners of ours and they wanted to try this, yes. well, where would they start? So,
2: Yes. It would be a good place to start with setting some intentions with, before going into the practice. Setting space is really important as well. So lighting some candles, maybe some incense. You may want to have some body oil to connect physically if if that's the practice that you would like. Let's just, for argument's sake, we're, we are talking about this, we're going to call it Neo-Tantra, where you are going to be interacting with your partner. Right. So and, let's, or so sacred sexuality. And then the
1: classic Tantra where you're not touching. Right? You're not touching. All yeah. right. So let's start with that. And we'll yes. progress through until we get to the sacred sexuality, which I guess is the... Most erotic of the three, or whatever I guess. So yeah, from what I yes. read. So yeah, let's start with that first one. If we're going to do it without actually touching,
2: setting space would be the number one, and setting some intentions with each other of what kind of energy that you'd like to share and receive would be number two. Then going into a meditation with each other, either pre-recorded, or something you found that resonates with you on YouTube or the internet somewhere. And then beginning dropping in to your own core. It's it's important to be in touch with your own inner core energy to really feel it. And that is not thinking but feeling. So just mirroring back the questions that you expressed, Alan, were about thinking what are you thinking about? It's more a about releasing the mind, trying to surrender the mind and feeling, dropping into the feeling of the body. And then what can happen when you're actually in the feeling of the body is this flow between the two bodies that becomes synergistic. And that is the, the true flow of tantric energy is when you you drop so deeply within yourself that your energies start because you're both listening to the same meditation, you're both dropping into the same frequency of energy and you start to share that energy with each other and you drop, you start to create the one energy with with both your bodies. And this is dropping, they call that dropping in and then moving forward is really just feeling each other on that level. And then you could introduce a small amount of, Touch where maybe the woman's hands are facing up, and the men men's hands are on top, and then just feeling the energy exchange because there'll be a lot of energy coming out of your palms at this point. And then you could start to touch each other in places like putting your hands on each other's shoulders, putting each other's hands on, just reciprocating the same the same touch by touching chests or touching hips. And just avoiding the the general area for a while, you could also move into a central massage of massaging each other. One person massages massages the hands and the other person reciprocates. And just having this very reciprocal synergistic energy where you are continually exchanging energy with each other. And... Once you've dropped in and have really felt it, you could keep your eyes closed for the whole practice if you're already, if you're flowing, if you're with your partner and you're in that depth of energy, you're already flowing with each other and it, you become very aware of being able to just flow in and out of the energy with each other. One person gives and the other receives, then the other person gives, the other receives. It becomes just like this infinity symbol of energy. So deep in the practice, you will really just feel what the other one is needing and what the other one, what the other person is giving in the moment. So it's a very powerful practice and really beautiful to raise the frequency of the body, especially when you're intentional and set space and move through this energy in such a deep way
1: so what is the the end game for this is it just simply enjoying that that feeling that intermingling of of spirit or is you know like everyone traditionally you know got to go for the for the climax you know is that the point or is the point basically the destination or the journey not the destination
2: yeah the point is about the journey and not, it doesn't matter what happens in the end. If it's about being in the moment with the energy, focusing all the energy into the now with each other, because the, the, the moment is the end and it is the journey.
1: Okay. So where does, and if there is
2: thought of the, the end, if there's thinking there's that's not, there's no, that's not being in the moment.
1: Okay, yeah. Basically, your brain should be shut off and you're just running yeah. out of motion and just enjoying it. Yep. Feeling, so, yes. Okay, so where does this classic Tantra cross over into Neo-Tantra or just more touching, more physical?
2: Yes, so Neo-Tantra is a more physical.
1: And then I'm assuming sacred sexuality is more touching even yet? This is where I get confused.
2: <laughs> what they're showing is meeting meeting someone in a sacred way in sexuality. It can, it's so infinite, the possibilities. And it could be, depending on what you want, depending on what you want to receive what you want to give. It's like anything sexually. If it works for someone and it doesn't work for the other, then it's probably better to keep it out of the bedroom. Whereas talking about things, open communication would be the absolute first point to 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 cover when you're entering into sacred sexuality. Is finding out what you like,s dislikes, everything yeah, with each that's other. That's
1: just standard answer for any relationship. If you ask me, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so it almost sounds like you can categorize this in any one of those three that you feel like you want to call it. I guess
2: the sacred sexuality would be more around having full consciousness, obviously, what the, setting intentions, going into things very intentionally, and there there would be less restrictions. So. Traditional tantra is no orgasm or ejaculation and just allowing energy to build and build and build and build and build and build and 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 with no end game, just to raise the frequency of the energy in the bodies. Whereas sacred sexuality includes a lot of the aspects of tantra as well as going to full completion and having because there is something very, very, very beautiful about a sacred orgasm and sacred connection in orgasm as well. So sacred sexuality goes there and they're showing, they're showing actually the energy of sacred sexuality is is a lot, like for us currently right now, whatever we create in this moment is for us. So to ancient practices, can and will absolutely feed beautiful, amazing things into our lives. And when we take aspects of those ancient practices and make it modern and incorporate it in a way that really touches our needs in this moment, it can deepen and expand because the energy right now is very, very different to when traditional tantra was born and even neo-tantra was born. Sacred Sexuality, combining all of that and then bringing it into a, a much more explosive and nourishing experience for where we are now at humanity's evolution right now. So it's kind of combining all of that and allowing it to be an exploration into the future or well, into the now more so for what, is, what we actually need right now.
1: So where classical Tantra was centuries ago, Neo-Tantra was 20th century. Now I guess sacred sexuality is 21st century. Level. Yes. It just, just, it just keeps progressing, I guess.
2: Um, and it, it, it's, it's very personal. So what two, two people share, two other people will share something completely different in a, in, in, a, in a different way and deepening the energy in their own unique style. And another couple will do it in a different unique style. Right. So, so don't, really, don't, there yeah. is, there is really, it's, is no limitations.
1: So it sounds to me like sacred sexuality is sex with some spirituality added to it, where yes. classic tantra is pretty much all about the spirituality part. Yes. And not so much about the sex. So, yes. Um, okay. Indeed. Um. I read, uh, and then I. It just popped in my head now it went away again so I'll remember it later. Um, there was something about um, classic sex you're you're expelling the energy out of the body at, at it, when you have an orgasm but you're during a, like a Tantra you're trying to keep that energy in the body and and push it up through the, all the chakras instead and yes. Uh, and that will indeed raise your vibrations. So, okay, yes. um, yeah, I was I was just trying to wrap my head around this whole thing because it was it was getting me confused because everything I've read was uh, yes, yeah, women women are are used to having uh, bad body images and all this stuff and and they have all these hang-ups and there was someone that was teaching a 40-hour class on sacred sexuality 101 on how to teach women to not be anxious and be so hung up and not worry so much about the orgasm is worrying about, um, I guess you would call classic tantra more of just foreplay. And and that's just this extended foreplay, I guess. So, um, yes. I knew a woman once um, and I always wondered.
2: Yes, it's true. That's true.
1: Um, if if someone wants to start all this stuff, uh, any recommendations for them, or should they? Uh, I, I assume they should really like the person that they're about to start it with. I mean, this wouldn't be for one night stands, I wouldn't think.
2: Well. <laughs> Traditionally, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it depends who you're one standing with. I, really. I
1: guess, yeah. So.
2: <laughs> well, one other thing they wanted me to add with relation to sex- sexuality is that they do take that aspect of building the orgasm and then not completing immediately, but then building again and doing that a number of times, and then when they when they do orgasm, they getting in the rhythm where you orgasming together, and it get it just builds and builds and builds, and there is that that big that very big climax at.
1: I would say, I, was gonna say I would think it would be a much bigger explosion. Yeah, um, definitely. Just keep going to the edge, and then stopping, and yeah, okay. Yes. So that. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, this sort of get if, delu- Give the listeners something to work on for homework. Yes, um.
2: indeed, indeed. <laughs> and I do I do sessions on along these lines with sacred sexuality and more neo-tantra where people want to touch each other and get into the energy. I've held space for people to do that. Mm-hmm. And if people are interested in talking about that, they could definitely reach out to me on my Instagram, which, which is... is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H underscore T-H-E underscore strong and they could add me there and private message me and I'd be happy to have a conversation about that. Traditionally, it is good to be in person but I can do those kinds of sessions online and if people want to just get started, I'm sure there is a you could Google it, you could find out what, what you really like in that world and kind of clarify your intentions, like even with yourself, even if you don't have a partner, it's good to start, like, what is your intention here? How do you want to feel in your body? Even with masturbation and satisfying yourself, you could really bring that in up to that world as well, like connecting with your own tantric energy within your body. That could be a starting point.
1: If you're if if you're someone who's just you know getting into meditation and things like that, and maybe you want to branch out a little bit and incorporate the meditation into another part of your life, then maybe yes. this would be a great way to uh, to do that. Um, yes.
2: Yeah. I also hold a meditation class every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Mountain time. So if people would like to start a meditation journey or continue a meditation journey, it's a space where they can really get in touch with themselves in that way.
1: So this is the perfect subject for you. You've got everything for them from start to finish,
2: basically. <laughs> or uh, from, I, like, I hope or, so. And if I don't, I'd love to. Yes, or from
1: be- beginning to climax, I guess would be the word. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't,
2: yes, possibly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Um, I don't want to tie you up too long. I just, uh, I just wanted to get you on here and get your your thoughts on this subject. Love um, it. And uh, and I'm assuming now I didn't actually ask this question, but I'm assuming that when you're uh, when you're settling down and getting into all these meditative states and stuff, you are probably not wearing any clothes at the time, I would think. Yes. Yes. So,
2: Spec- okay. Yes, absolutely. Just for if that, for, you're that with one, the partner.
1: for that one listener that's going to ask me that question, <laughs> I just had to ask that. So. Yes. Um, <laughs>
2: So, yes everything right. the whole space would be set up for that you'd be naked you'd have your candles and your incense going maybe some music and then you'd start your practice and get fully it's about a fully immersive experience in your practice
1: okay that sounds sounds pretty enjoyable to me so um, <laughs> I appreciate you, appreciate you coming on again
2: my pleasure Ellen The big orange monster with not much hair and teeth on his lips. You just stand.